my whole life and have been saved since I was 14. And I'm 56 now. But there are things that I feel like the Lord is illuminating to me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I never knew that was there. How come I didn't know that was there? But I praise God that I know it now. So I don't even have my 56-year-old, I need it, glasses up here. <laughs> so I'm going to enlarge this, but I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures that, I don't know why that's sounding like that, Justin, or if there's something I hear, although. Um, so I'm going to read to you two or three of my favorite passages that the Lord, first of all, I just kind of, I want to share you a, a testimony. I think stories help us to relate. Last year, um, we had been on vacation, and we shared um, the love with each other, and by that I mean hoarseness, laryngitis. So we went to Disney, came home, couldn't talk. Um, so, you know, I'm like, this is not what God has for me. This is not like always oh, trying to teach me a lesson. I just, I want this to go. So I was just out. It was pretty early in the spring and I was landscaping. And I was listening to a sermon and something that I, I knew was in there, but I didn't pay much attention to, I guess. You ever been like that? This scripture, Colossians 2, 14 through 15, Jesus wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And this is my favorite part. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Is that powerful? I mean, can you imagine principalities and powers, and sometimes we think, I don't know, do you ever think this way? Like Jesus and the devil are head to head, you know, like they're toe to toe? No, no. And the Bible says, does it not say that when we finally see him, we'll go, is that him? Was that him? For real, guys, for real. He doesn't have any power. He's been stripped of it. But here's what he comes for, the word that's planted in your heart. He wants to come because he knows. Here's what he does know. And, and just know this, he tried to tempt Jesus. So what makes us think he's not going to come to us? But what did Jesus do? He fought him with the word. He said, it is written. Now me, now we were talking in our huddle this morning. I'm kind of animated. I'm short. And I think when I talk, I use a lot of hand gestures. I think that's because I am short, and to get attention for people to see me, I have to do this. And so I'm, you know, because not even kidding, I've had people, like, look over me and not know I was there because I'm like, I'm not that short. Nonetheless, I digress. So what I'm saying is that Jesus took everything in his body on the tree. That's what the enemy does not want us to know. And I got to tell you, and, and this is where I was going with that, sometimes I feel like, and I heard a woman say this, so this isn't me making it up, but I'm like, that is so me. So when sickness comes, I feel like, you better, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, you know, like it's in my own strength because that's what I thought. But, I mean, we do have to stand in our authority. But I thought it was like, I'm behind you, devil, you know, and just yelling at the devil. He hears really well. But it's because... I was putting, now again, we have to stand in our own authority and the authority Jesus gave us, but I was thinking the louder I shouted, the more I kicked, Whoa, I can't do karate. The more I did, like it would scare the devil, but that's not it. So this is what I learned. It's about what Jesus did for me on the tree. 
And if we can wrap our heads around this, that when he went to the cross, every sin that has ever been or will ever be committed, he took on his body. Every sickness that ever was, and in Deuteronomy, it says any sickness that has not even been named yet. So let's just monkeypox, COVID-19, or whatever else they have down the pike, everything. The Bible says everything, every sickness. So if you can imagine, and the word said that he was so marred with that sin and sickness that he didn't even look like a man. And I don't know about you, I can't even wrap my head around it. But the more we meditate on that word and we plant it in our hearts and don't let the enemy, when we don't see something happening, don't just go, well, I give up. It's not working. And I get it because I've been there. And I'm just going to share. I'm just being really vulnerable for the past, since end of November, I've been dealing with a, like a health thing, nothing major, but bothersome. And like I said, I've done all the, I feel like I've done, done everything I can. I've chopped it. I've kicked it. I've quoted scripture. I've cried. I'm just telling you, ask my husband. It's like one day I was like, hi, I'm relieved. And I'm like, I can't take it. You ever been there? Are you there? You feel like that because you're human, and I love it because God knows we're human. But it's his word. It's everything he took in his body on the tree, and we just have to believe that. We receive it, and the symptoms that you're feeling in your body, your situation will change, and sometimes it feels like it's taking forever to change. But what are we focusing on? I'll tell you what I was focusing on, the symptoms, you know, and isn't not true. Whatever you focus on becomes bigger, you know. In a theater, this is a side note, I have, because of the Lord, good hearing, or let me just say, things get on my nerves. Sounds get on my nerves. I know. <laughs> And I think when, when we go to the movies, my family fasts and prays like, dear Lord, don't. But inevitably, inevitably, right, there is someone who will sit smack dab beside me or right behind me or a, a seat down, and they will be noisy. You know those people who, like, they have popcorn, and it's like they can't find the popcorn in the box? Like, is it not in there? I mean, can you dump it and get your stinking popcorn out of there? You know, because it's like, <laughs> I'm like, this just happened last week. Now, Lord, I am saved, and I didn't say anything to him, but I, you know, you're hoping that your gestures will help out, so I go. <sighs> I did that. I did that. Why am I telling you about that? Because it, Yeah. So, anyway, I'm like, Lord Jesus, but it just gets on my nerves or want, you know, we went to a movie last year and, and out of a whole big theater, you know, our son Zach's sitting beside me, Brett's sitting, you know, beside Zach and there's a whole big theater, but a pretty big, hefty, probably football guy comes and sits right down beside me with his slushy, slurpy, it's a slurpy. <laughs> I'm like, they're Jesus. He was he was not, I'm not even kidding, he took his, um, his straw, and then, you know, slurping his slurpee, and Zach, Zach grabs my arm and goes, Mom, trade me places, because he knows, 
Anyway, why did I say that? I don't know. But things get... <laughs> things get on my nerves. Things get on my nerves. But anyway... I totally don't know why I said all that, but I'm going to get back to the scripture. Sorry, Jesus. Maybe he's like, yeah, tell that story because, yeah. But anyway, knowing that what Jesus did, not what we did, not in our goodness, or like I go to church every week, I pay my tithe all the time, I, you know, I do this, I don't cuss, I don't chew, I don't hang around with people who do. You know what I mean? Like it's like everything, I'm doing everything right and I found myself, do you ever find yourself like, Jesus, I love you. I know you love me, but what is happening? I'm standing on my word and what I can see. And I know, I know, sometimes that just seems very surfacy, but there's power. And when he says that if you have faith, like when he cursed the fig tree and it died and they were like, whoa, I think sometimes Jesus was... I think he was kind, but I think maybe did the disciples get on his nerves sometimes? I don't know. Some scriptures seem to be like that, like when he could, they couldn't cast, you know, the demon out of the boy, and he's like, huh, it's because of your unbelief. Like if you've not, because they walked with him, they talked with him, they saw it. And then the time they're on the boat, and they're like, what's he saying? Is it because we didn't bring bread? And he's like, Oh, how long do I have to tarry with you guys? So I feel kind of better that I know he was Jesus, and he was angry but sinned not. Again, I'm not. I'm going to try not to digress. Help me, Jesus, not to digress. What I'm saying is he took all of that on his body on the tree, but what am I focusing on? What do I focus on in my day-to-day? What did Jesus say? The sower sows the word. The word is sown. You all have the word. You get it every week, and you probably have your prayer time, or you hear, you listen to podcasts. The word is sown. But, you know, if we're shallow, it's not going to take roots. The biggest thing, I think, for us as Christians is the cares of life. Do you not feel that? Like the cares of life, whatever care it may be, i got to pay bills, i got to do this, or I'm dealing with this sickness, and it's been so long, and this just does not work. Maybe Jesus is trying to teach me something, and that's totally not. Because did he ever say that in the word? He said, I only do and say what I hear and see my father do and say. And never once do we have an example where he's like, today I'm not going to heal you because I, God just wants to teach you a lesson. Did he, does anybody, is there a scripture, an example? So let's just chuck that out of our thinking. So the cares of life or what you're going through, we need to focus on the word. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. But once that word, just like when you plant a seed in the ground and pastors have been teaching that the word of God is incorruptible. Like it's a seed, it's a supersonic like seed I could plant in my heart, or if you could picture something you plant in your garden, and it's supersonic, and it's incorruptible, and that is going, if I tend to it, it's going to come up, and it's going to produce a harvest, and faith is like a mustard seed. It's so powerful that if you have it, that 
You could say to a mountain. I don't think Jesus was using it as an illustration or a word picture. I believe when he said, he meant what he said. You, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. I believe that. Do you believe that? I believe that. What I think is and what I think God has shown me is we have faith. Do you feel like you have faith? I feel like I have faith, but I feel like I have something else. I have doubt, and I have unbelief, and that stuff comes in because of what we have experienced in our own bodies, what we've seen with our own eyes, so I'm like, Lord, I need help, and when Jesus was dealing with the disciples and the father who came with his son and the disciples could not cast out the demon, Jesus said to them, Basically, in a nutshell, this kind comes not out only but by prayer and fasting. He wasn't saying this kind of demon because his name, he gave the disciples, he even said power in his name to cast out devils. He was talking about that kind of unbelief. So when you have doubt and unbelief, and that's something that I had never heard before, but I do know Sometimes, especially us as Christians, we've walked it a long time. We've seen a lot of stuff and have some questions, or, but we still love the Lord. But I feel like there is doubt and there is unbelief. And when you fast and pray, not that it's a magical formula, but God will speak to you. When we fast and pray, we set time away. We set those things that are emotions like. My emotions like food. They like chips and they like dark chocolate. And when I don't get it, my, or when they don't get it, my emotions bonk out. Does any, uh, see, look at him. I'm getting my, he's my biggest witness. God bless him. <laughs> it is, yes, it is good. Because when you lay all those things aside and you tell your body, body, I am not giving you what you want. We are feeding on the word. We are feeding. We are praying. And we are setting aside time. And there is something God always speaks. He will always show you something. But I believe that there is doubt. So, And I've heard this, so this is not my own. But I feel like um, a preacher I've listened to, he has said, when you have faith and you have unbelief, it's like a pulley. Let's say that in the middle. And faith is trying to move it. And it can move, but you have doubt on the other end. And so it's really not moving. Um, sometimes that's like, well, that's really hard, Jesus. But what I have found for myself is I need to stop up or drain all sources of doubt and unbelief. Here's an example. Don't get on the Internet. And look up your symptoms. Because that's a big source of doubt and unbelief. So you got to stop. But man, I'm tempted. Are you tempted? Do you get tempted? Because you're like, this is just wisdom. It's not wisdom to do that. But drain out all sources. Stop it up of doubt and unbelief. And ooh, this is what I'm going to say. Because I'm blaming it all on Jesus today. Okay. <laughs> I feel he wants me to share this with you. But we have to be bold. There's going to be some times you're going to have to stand up to maybe even your friends, not in, a, in your family. And what you believe, do you not find yourself sometimes if they say something that you're not agreeing with, you kind of go, yeah. 
we can't do that. Jesus never did that. He was loving, but he always stood for truth. You're going to have to draw a line in the sand. And those who love you will still love you, and they will stick around, but you're going to have to stand up for Jesus, especially in the times that we're living in. You can't, there can't be a fear of man. We cannot have a fear of man, or what will they say? Because honestly, I'm going to say, you know, pastor's been dealing with some symptoms today, and a fear of man tried to get in. See there? Look at that. You're preaching on this, and this is happening. It doesn't move me. The word of God moves me. What Jesus did on the cross moves me, and that trumps everything that I'm seeing Everything that I don't see, because you know what? It is a spirit thing. And we have to not learn to stay in our five-sense realm, our, mind, you know, our, our taste, what we taste, see, hear, smell, touch, feel, all of that. That's you know, where the enemy lives, in that five-sense realm. And I've heard it said, now, this isn't gospel. I'm just saying it resonated with me that when we fast, we get a, a sixth sense, not the movie, but a sixth sense that surpasses. It's that Holy Spirit sense that when you lay aside all the things that you're used to, the comfort of your five senses, and you learn to listen to that sixth sense, the Holy Spirit, you're going to learn what he sounds like. He's going to tell you things. He's... There's just no other way around it. You know, do we want it bad enough? Are we going to seek him? And no matter what it takes, I'm going to do this because, Lord, I want you. And I am, I'm almost done because I'm not going to just get up here and ramble, although it probably sounds like I've already rambled. I'm just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. I just want us to know. So do you trust me? You trust me. Don't be moved by what you see, because the enemy will get you every time. He's after the word, and that's what Jesus said. Believe the words of Jesus. If he can move you and not have you, because he knows, he knows that the word planted in your heart will produce 30, 60, 100 fold. You got to guard it, you got to stand firm, and you have to. You can talk. You don't have to do what I did and karate chop things in the spirit because I don't think that helps. But it makes me feel good sometimes. <laughs> but when we say the word of God, mm -mm, it is written. It's written that Jesus, because of what he did, he took all of that in his body on the cross, all sin, all sickness, any sickness that could ever be named now, later, before, all sickness, and that's what we stand on. And we have this assurance, this promise, that if we don't let that go and we let that get rooted and planted in our heart, and every time that we, well, do you ever plant a garden? You know, Sheila has a garden. I have a garden for the first time in years. And when you plant a seed, if I would every time, like every day, go out and go, oh, man, I don't see anything happening, dig it up. No, it's still there. Put it back. Is it ever going to take root? I have to trust that I know that that seed is producing even when I can't see it. And that's the way the word of God is because that's what Jesus compared it to. It's the incorruptible seed. We have to know that we plant it in our heart. Don't rip it up. Don't keep ripping it out. Now, God is gracious, and he 
he, his mercies are new every morning, but we have to, when you don't know what to do, you stand. You talk to it. You talk to your circumstances. Read it the word. I heard a preacher say, and I love this, and this might sound really weird to you, but it's okay. In, the, in Deuteronomy, it talks about mold, mildew being one of the curses. He said he and his wife years ago, when they first got married, rented a really nasty little house that had mold. It just kept molding because poor ventilation. So like, we're taking Galatians 3, 13 and 14, and we're reading it to that wall. Does that sound? I don't know. I'm just saying, I trust this man. <laughs> and he said they read that, that that is under the curse. Mildew, mold is under the curse. And Jesus took the curse, everything that the curse entails. And they read it to that mold, and that mold dried up. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> we can do those kinds of things, but we think that's weird and it's spooky or it's this or God doesn't care, but we have to know if he said it, it's true. We have to believe we receive when we pray, and pastor says this a lot, not when it shows up. And I get it. You know, it's not, it's not fun Sometimes it's not easy, but it's the truth. And if we just stand on that, we know that it's going to produce. You just keep, you rest in what Jesus did. Just say that to your situations. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. No, I'm talking to you, foot. <laughs> I'm talking to you, COVID-19. I'm talking to you, headache, whatever it is. Jesus already bore this. I don't have to bear this in my body. Because Jesus did. I'm not accepting it. It's not based on my goodness. It's not based on my goodness because, my goodness, I could not behave and be and do what Jesus did for me. So I just want to encourage you this morning, whatever you can do to get rid of doubt and unbelief, do that. I would encourage you not to listen to the news. And I'm saying this, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm saying this. I don't believe half or more of what they say. So what I'm saying, yeah, do we need to be in the know? Yeah, but if something brings, you can feel it in the pit of your gut. If you're watching something, you're like, something feels off. Something just doesn't feel right. Shut it off. Get in the word. Put a podcast. Get it in you like an IV. Get the word of God in you, and it will take root, and you're going to see things produced because I'm telling you, I'm telling you this by the Spirit. God is doing things here. And he wants to move. He wants to move everywhere. He wants to do things, but we're going to have to lay aside <clears throat> the ways that we've done it or mindsets that we've had. And we need to sometimes just believe because he wants to heal people. He wants to save people. He wants to put people in their right minds. And he wants a church, a family that are going to stay at their posts and they're going to do what the word of God says no matter what. And they're not going to have a fear of man. And sometimes, like I said, you may have to shut something down. You can do it kindly. But even if you do it kindly, people don't like to be rebuked, right? You don't have to go, ah, you're a devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You don't have to do that. You can just say, mm, I don't agree with that. You know, I don't agree with that. Here's what I believe, but, you know, I just don't agree with that here's a side note, they probably won't come to you again, which is a plus. <laughs> you don't have to keep dealing with it. But I just want to encourage you. I've said a lot today, and Lord, I hope I've said and done everything that you've wanted me to say and do. Um, but he loves you. 
We love you, and God has much for this church, and he wants you to know because the enemy is trying to deceive, and here's the thing about deception. You don't know when you're deceived, right? You don't know, but he's pulling back all of that junk, and he's revealing stuff, and I have to say some of the things that it, he, you may be like, whoa, I just don't, you know, let him minister to you. Let him show you his way. And just get rid of all doubt. All right. So where do we go from here? It's a short service today, is it? Maybe not. Um, let's pray. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So would you all just stand with me? Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you because we don't stand here hopeless. I thank you because we have hope. Jesus is that blessed hope. And, Lord, we're just going to meditate on all that he has done for us and thank him for his goodness, God. And we know that you are only good. You came to give us life and give it more abundantly. And it's only the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, and we thank you right now for answers that are coming it's already done in the spirit, and we just thank you ahead of time. We believe, we receive when we pray. And right now, um, you can all keep your heads bowed. If there's anybody out there who doesn't know the Lord, and you're like, you know, I just, I don't know all about this, but I want to know, and I want to give my heart to Jesus, um, could you just put your hand up, and I won't ask you to come down front. We just thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, and we get into agreement with what you're doing, and we thank you. We just pray that we have ears to hear and eyes to see, and we'll follow your voice only because you said your sheep know your voice, and Lord, we're going to shut out all others. We're going to know what you say. What does your word say? We'll line it up with your word, not our thoughts or what we thought that we thought, God, and we just lay down and we surrender all of that and, and any of the works that we've tried to do in our own strength or pride. And, Lord, we surrender ourselves to you. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you want to take offering? I, I got this one. Okay. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, that's what we ought to do to get her to sing. I'll schedule myself to sing. Then I'll just say, you have to sing. No. Hey, it worked this time.